Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, there was a bit of a social media kerfuffle at the weekend when people looked at their tickets for this week's rugby game between Ireland, or next weekend's rugby game between Ireland and France. They, it carried a notification that the Aviva is cashless. Now, if you don't have a card, you don't get anything there. So is it legal for anywhere to refuse legal tender or indeed on the other hand, to refuse cards. Connor Pope is Consumer Affairs Correspondent for the Irish Times. Good afternoon, Connor. Good afternoon, Sean. And before we discuss that, can I just say I'm totally with you and the dude abides. Indeed he does. Yes. Thank you for that support because uh, I, I felt lonely there. Uh, for a <laughs> Not at all. Uh, it's funny, two ball guys talking about the dude and how much they love him. So the, the Viva's been cautious for a while, hasn't it? It has. And just to answer the first part of your question, there is no legal impediment on them doing what they're doing. Okay, and there's a very common misconception. And you sometimes hear hear people saying, oh, it's legal tender. You have to accept that. That's not the law. And the law is governed. There's some very clear rules that are laid out by the Central Bank of Ireland. And under the rules, uh, a retailer or a venue like uh, the, the Aviva can decide what forms of payment it accepts. And once it makes it clear at the outset that it only accepts cash or that it only accepts credit cards or contactless, well, then there's no law being broken. The only organisation or entity that has to accept legal tender is obviously the central bank. Um, and even when it comes to you know the, the rules around cash, I mean, they're very clearly uh, set out rules. So even though coins are legal tender, you can't go into your local Tesco and pay for your shopping with a thousand 20 cent coins. Like that's not how it works. Mm. And retailers and venues have a right to say, do you know what? We're not going to accept that. Um, And I can understand why people get upset by it. But the reality is that the Aviva has been doing this, as you say, for quite some time. And actually it got into real trouble last August uh, because of this. But we might come to that in a second. And a lot of other big retailers and a lot of other big venues do it. And they do it for the very simple reason that it's less hassle for them and it's saves them money. And, and do they have to kind of warn their their customers in advance that we only take cards? Or? Well, in advance of purchase. Yeah. So it's not like they would have to give you a heads up before you go to a rugby match or before you go to a concert that this is going to be a, a card only place. I mean, I remember, uh, at the, uh, again, this seems like a very long time ago now, but I remember covering the reopening of Ikea after the first lockdown in 2020. Hmm. And there was a massive queue of people. And at that stage, Ikea, which is one of the biggest retailers in the country, in fact, probably one of the biggest retailers in the world. At that point, IKEA had said, we're not going to accept cash payments. And they did it because, A, they, they wanted to reduce the level of contact between you know the, its frontline staff and shoppers. Um, so that was one of the reasons. So they said they're not going to accept uh, uh, cash. And there was a lot of people in the queues lined up who only had cash. And like their hearts were broken because some of them were up at seven o'clock in the morning to go into Ikea and then mm. to be told, do you know what? We're not going to accept your cash. Uh, it's annoying for people. I get that. But the reality is that that's just the way the world is going. Now, that's not to say that we're moving inevitably towards a cashless society, because I think we should probably rail against that to a degree. I say that as a person who very rarely uses cash, but I don't think that we need to just be be bought, we need to buy completely into this whole cashless society thing. Yeah, no, because what would be roughly the percentage of people who in our country still rely on using cash? Well, it's, it's, about, it's in excess of 30%. And I remember a couple of years back, 
we reached a tipping point and more purchases were done with cards and you know with contactless than were done with cash and that's only three or four years ago and that was a big moment because you know up until then you could arguably have said that cash is king and when when you compare Ireland to the rest of Europe Ireland would very much be mid-table when it comes to cash usage so we're not we're not firmly in the in the virtual contactless plastic world nor are we firmly in the in the cash world and typically it tends to be a very north-south divide so people in the southern part of Europe Spain Italy Greece tend to rely more on cash and then people in the Nordic countries and northern Europe tend to rely more on plastic and contactless but even in places like Sweden which really bought into the cashless society 10 12 15 years ago has found itself going back to cash to some degree because a lot of people when they finally realize the implications of a cashless society they're going hang on a second we don't want to be entirely enthralled to this because apart from anything else it gives complete control over what happens to the banks so Mm. you know and that that's all fine and well and good when things are going well but i mentioned uh, at the outset that the aviva which has been cashless for a long time came it got into some difficulty in last august because there was this american football game that took place and there was a huge big razzmatazz around American football and I don't know if you've ever watched an American football game a lot of watching an American football game live involves drinking pints in between all the (laughs) the pauses and halfway through or a quarter of the way through this game the the electronic transaction points across the entire Aviva Stadium went down it's a cashless only venue which means they couldn't have they couldn't sell any beer they couldn't sell any hot dogs they couldn't sell anything and effectively they ended up giving away most of the stock simply because they couldn't accept payment now that was just happening in one venue but can you imagine what would happen if an entire banking institution's capacity to take payments or process payments electronically went down and it's not unimaginable that something like that could happen and if we were utterly and exclusively reliant on electronic payments in a scenario like that we'd suddenly be in some kind of post-apocalyptic world of oh my god what are we going to do so you know i think we do have to remember that while cash mightn't be king for all of us all of the time it hasn't gone away and it's not going to go away for quite some time yet. Yeah, but it w- would it be fair enough to say, do you think, Connor, that, that as far as banks are concerned, they'd like it to go away? They'd like to reduce they, the amount of ATMs, etc. They would love it, Sean. And I mean, you, but you, you saw it uh, last year when AIB announced that it was going to make a huge number of its bank, banks cashless, mm. which to my mind is one of the most absurd things that you can say about a bank. I mean, granted, they can reduce the number of staff or the number of counter staff they have in a bank. But to say we're not going to accept cash at all, it's just ridiculous, I think. And there was a huge kerfuffle about it. Now, the reason why a bank would want to do that is because they want to shut down their branches, not just AIB, all banks all over the world. They want to shut down their branches. They want to remove ATMs from the network and they want to remove the cost of transiting money from A to B because these are big costs for banks. And if they can say to themselves, you know what, if we can move everything into the online space, we're going to save ourselves a fortune. And the reality is that they're in the business of making money, making money for their shareholders. And they're not really in the business of providing us with a full suite of services in perpetuity. So that's what all banks are looking to do. And yeah, and they have been very successful, all banks, and, and again, have been have been very successful at, at marginalising cash. And I say that like it's sounding like 
you know, cash is an entity, uh, and it's not. It's like it's not like a human being. But they have tried to push cash into the into the into the into the rearview mirror, and and again, for some of us, that works. As I say, I don't and very rarely use cash because I'm more than happy to pay on my phone. I'm more than happy to pay with my card if I can't find my phone. But a lot of people aren't like that, and a lot of people do rely on cash and particularly when we're in a cost of living crisis and where money and every cent matters for so many people so many of your listeners so many of our readers like cash can sometimes be a much better way of managing your money if you're struggling mm. to get by yeah. because a lot of the time it's very easy to spend money you don't have when you're using plastic or it's very easy to lose sight of the money that you're spending but the reality is if you've got a 50 pound 50 pound what 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 age am I 90 if you've got a 50 euro note <laughs> You're much more conscious of where it's going than if you're just tapping and going and tapping and going all the time. Yeah, but using cards or or using cash, do things become a little bit more expensive even if we don't quite notice it if we're using cards all the time? Well, it, it, it very much depends on how you manage your finances. Like, So one of the most costly ways of using money is by going to an ATM. Uh, because at the moment, a lot of banks don't charge you anything for your for your uh, uh, contactless uh, payments, mm. but they will pay, make you pay f- through the nose for your ATM uh, uh, transactions. So if you're a, the kind of person who goes to the M frequently and takes out twenty euros here, fifty euros there, you know you're going to be paying a little a little bit over the odds. Uh, a lot of the time, companies will charge you a little bit more if you're paying with a card, although they're not supposed to. Or sometimes companies will set a minimum level of a minimum transaction if you're using your debit card. And again, they're not supposed to do that under under banking rules. But these rules can be very hard to impose on on individual businesses or individual or individuals. Uh, but I think we, you know, with the, the with the the movement and the and, and the growth of companies like Revolut and N26 in the market and the ease with which we can you know, pay bills and restaurants and split bills and restaurants and transfer money from A to B, all of that stuff is just moving in one inevitable direction, which will be that in the future, at some point, be it 5, 10 or 15 or 20 years into the future, cash will become increasingly, increasingly marginalised. And I would suspect that my five-year-old, for instance, if not necessarily my 15, 14 or 16-year-old, I would suspect that my five-year-old might have a very, very different relationship with cold, hard cash than I do. Connor, thanks a million for speaking with us today. Uh, that was uh, the Irish Times Consumer Affair correspondent and big Lebowski fan, uh, Connor Pope there. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.